drinks first. Um, so, g'day guys, how are we all? Uh, this is our first attempt at a live stream. Um, I will be completely honest and say that this idea is totally pinched from the guys at the Aussie Herpeticulture Podcast. Um, if you haven't seen one of their live streams, definitely check it out. Um, I think they do it usually on a Wednesday night, from memory. Um, and that's usually with uh, Luke and Jason, and sometimes they get somebody else on as well. Um, if you haven't been checking out the Aussie Herpeticulture podcast at all, I don't know what you're doing, what rock are you living under, uh, definitely give their show a listen. They were very nice to me on the Christmas show, I must say. I appreciate all the guys and their feedback about the uh, that episode as well. Um, so I suppose we should just get, get straight into it, shouldn't we, Dane? Um, yeah, why not, man? This is going to be just like a general chit-chat, I suppose, about what we've been up to over the last month or so, because I think that was a... We, our last recording was pre-Christmas from memory, um, or at least like actual recording day, because uh, we tend to do a few in advance. Um, so this one will hopefully come out tomorrow for those who do Spotify, um, and for those who do YouTube, it's it should be out already after this. Um, so I suppose we'll start off with what our breeding seasons have looked like so far. Um, Dane, why don't you start us off with what you've had so far, and then I will uh, take over from there. Yeah, okay. Well, it's still pretty early in the season, so a lot of things are still due uh, any minute next coming months. But so far I've had uh, three baby Jackie eggs hatch, which is good. They're, all three of them are going strong. I'm pretty sure all three are also going to Josh. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've, and I've had a litter of seven Victorian Alpines, which yep. are also within like two days of putting them up. <laughs> yep, and of course, as we, we spoke about last time, you had the uh, the pink tongues and the water skinks as well. Oh, uh, yeah, that's it. That that was actually quite a while ago now. I almost forgot. I had, what was it, five eastern water skink babies. Yep. And uh, one stillborn, so it was a total of like six. Yep. And I had... I believe six as well, ting tong skink babies. Yep, very nice. So as you can sort of tell there, Dane's been fairly busy so far. Um, although, of course, there is all of the, the pit stuff left to go, isn't there, Dane? Have you got any rough ideas of what may or may not go for you this year out of the pits? Yeah, okay. So I've got, I'm expecting one Blue Mountain Girl to drop, yep. Blue Tongue, uh, another two Victorian Alpines, mm-hmm. and... I'm not too, too sure on Lowlands at the minute. I'm thinking at least two. I saw quite a few locks of different girls, but I don't think any of them really took took on. Yeah. Which I'm not completely complaining about because mm. that's it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. For babies. It. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna basically be done after the Alpines. Uh, I've had enough of it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And then I've got um, a Stumpy that's pregnant. Yep. And then expecting some more Jackie eggs, I think, and that's about it. Yeah, because they can uh, double clutch too, can't they? So you could have even more. Yeah, that's it. Um, but I've got the so the female that laid eggs that are now in the incubator, and I've got I've got a trio, and the other female is now laying uh, yep. developing eggs. You can see in her stomach. Yeah, so you'll have, like uh, a, you'll have plenty of Jackie horse. dragons. <laughs> yeah, she's eating like an absolute horse and costing me a fortune, but. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. It's all the joys of it, hey. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. So, so it's looking like you, Josh. Yeah. All right. Um. Well, I'll start off with what I've got left. Um. Because that's an easier list than what's already popped. Um. So it looks like I'll have 
Uh, definitely three, if not four or five, uh, lowlands, blotchy females that'll pop over the next couple of weeks to a month. Um, there's a few that I, I had a look in the pit today and, you know, some weeding and usual bits and pieces, and um, there's a few that look really big, and there's some that are a little bit on the smaller side, so I don't know, you know, rough numbers, I have no idea, but we'll see what happens. Um, that'll be good. I won't be keeping... I don't think I'll be keeping any of those unless there's some real weird stuff that comes out. See what happens. Play that by ear. Um, otherwise, I've got uh, Eastern Water Dragon eggs in the incubator. There's 12 or so of those. Um, I've got a couple of Murray Darling carpet eggs as well, but they're not looking too good. I think I'm just going to have to try that again next year and just pull the eggs off her this time around. Um, That's it, man. I found a combination of me not doing things right because it was my first time plus the mum not doing things right because it was her first time probably didn't work out too well in the end. Um, yeah. So I think we quickly went from like, you know, 15, 20 down to I think there's maybe two or three that look like they might hatch at best case scenario. So we'll just sort of see yeah. what happens and play that one by ear. But I reckon I'll, I'll give them a crack next year. I'll fatten her up. Um, fortunately, she's not lost too much condition. Um, she's still a decent sort of size, so I'll get that back onto her pretty quickly and then um, hopefully get them going again next year. And this time I think I'll just take them off her and put them in an incubator and go the more traditional route this time around. Um, yeah. I'll come back to maternal at some point with them for sure. Um, absolutely, I will. Just I want to get one clutch on the ground first before I start playing around with that sort of thing again, I think, after this year's experience. Um, yeah, that's a good idea. Were you feeding her while she was... Uh, sitting on the X? No, so I've I've heard two different schools of thought there. Some people say to feed, some say don't. I think the main reason that people don't feed is because there's two different risks that can occur. One is once she's digested the food, where does the waste go? Yeah. And two is what if she grabs the food while she's on the eggs and just goes squeeze and then ah. pops all the eggs. Um Okay. In saying that, though, like, I'm really impressed she's not lost a whole lot of weight or anything like that either. I was expecting her to be relatively thin, but she's really not too bad. I, she was probably a little bit overweight, to be honest, before the season, so it might have just leaned her out a bit. I'm not too sure, but she's looking pretty good. Probably not necessarily a bad thing, then. That's it. That's it. You know, like anything with your captive pythons, they tend to get overweight very quickly and very easily. Um, so yeah. that's probably the main sort of drama I suppose um, with keeping them particularly in you know certain setups and that sort of thing too um, but that's about it all as far as what I'm waiting on now um, I don't think the king skinks will go this year there's obviously there's a trio of those that are a couple years old I don't think they will breed um, just because I think they're a little bit too small and they're in a, in a slightly smaller space than what I want them to be in to go down that route I think that'll be a next year or year after thing particularly once all four of them are outside. Um, yeah. Otherwise, as far as what's happened this season, I had uh, eight baby South Australian Western Blue Tongues. Um, really, really happy with that. First year trying, first year having a pair of them. Um, and she had... I was really impressed with how many she had. I was not expecting that from uh, what, in all honesty, I thought was a smaller female. Um, but clearly, old mate Greg has done his job and he's done very well. Um, yeah. he's, he's no slouch, put it that way. He's done a good job. Uh, and mum's putting on the weight again now too, so they're looking good. I've kept two of them back, the two that look the brightest. So hopefully my sort of ideal situation would be to have a, a nice, brighter SA Western, I suppose, rather than that sort of dull, browny colour. Um, 
So yeah, we'll see what happens with those two um, as far as d the development goes. Um, other than that, as far as what I've kept, I've got one northern that I kept back uh, that was from a post double head T plus white to a 100% double head T plus white. Um, in all honesty, I have no idea what that is visually, but it looks odd. Um, it's really bright, like abnormally bright, and I know northern babies are normally really bright anyway. This thing just looks odd. I don't know what the deal is, so I'm keeping it anyway. Not that I'm going to try and prove it out as anything or anything like that. But I just figured I might as well keep at least something back from this year, you know? Yeah, that's it. Um, otherwise, I had uh, uh, two large litters. So there was a 13 and a 12, I think, from memory. From One was from a Tunnel Creek locality uh, female bred by Mick Mather uh, over a double head T plus white who was bred by uh, Joe Bull. The double head T plus white you will hear come up a lot because he was the main breeder for the Northerns this year. Um... So she had 13 or so. Uh, pretty much all of them have found homes in some way, shape, or form now as well. Um, then there was another, I think it was, yeah, I think it was about 12 or 11 or something like that out of my uh, Annery 100% Het White female who was bred to the same DH male. The female was bred by Karen Russell originally. Um, and that one was interesting. I suppose this is a bit of a talking point. She had a, has a kink in, or, yeah, she's not mine anymore, but she has a lower kink in her tail um, and interestingly enough it was passed on to a visual white northern baby now obviously she is visual annery so it's not something to do with the mutation as such but I just thought that was really interesting the rest of the babies were all perfectly normal perfectly healthy I really struck out on the odds in that litter too I ended up with one visual which was the kink tail white um, and then the rest were 100% het annery 66% het white 50% het T plus um, then I had between three females, this is where I really struck out, between three females that are all post double head T plus whites, um, I got I think five or six babies between them. Clearly the boy was stretching himself a bit thin towards the end of the year, which makes sense, you know, that's completely my fault more than anything, um, trying, you know, one male over, I think it was four or five girls in the end. Um, completely yeah. my fault, to be honest, with how that went. But um, it's a learning experience, of course. Um, so, yes, they only had a few, nothing conclusive as far as proving them out. Um, and they've since moved on to new homes as well. Um, I'm sure some of you may have noticed, I'm just going to close this blind, but I'll keep chatting anyway. Um, some of you who are attentive on my social media f platforms may have noticed that I've been um, moving on a lot of things. I'm currently going through a bit of a downsize at the moment and a bit of a, I suppose, a, a consolidation of what I've got. Um, so the, the, the breed, most of the breeding northerns have gone to new homes with people that are already working T-positive white projects or or pure, anything that's pure northern basically is where I've set up people with. Um, yep. So hopefully you'll see some really exciting stuff come out of a few of those collections over the next couple of years as well. I'm sure they'll do well. Um, so we'll see how we go. Um, what else? What else? What else? I think that was most of it at this point in time to be honest. Um, what else did I end up moving on? I Just today I moved on my uh, Pelagia pair of Murray Darlings. Uh, I'm going to be honest here, that one hurt. Uh, even though I knew I needed to do it, that still didn't feel right inside. Um, so I, I will happily advertise that I will not be advertising Murray Darlings for a long time uh, after that. I, I can't do it. That that felt bad. <laughs> did they go to a good home, but... 
Yeah, they've gone to a they've gone to a a, a demonstrator. So they'll be doing uh, oh, kids shows and that sort of thing. So I I can't complain in that sense. I've had a lot of a lot of animals go through different demonstrators this year, which I'm really happy about. Because um, of yeah. of all the places to go, like obviously the 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 breeding project stuff, I'm happy to go with the right sort of breeding guys. But anything else, I'm really glad that a lot of it's gone to demonstrators and that sort of thing. So at least it's being used in the right sort of space, I suppose. And still bring exactly. those messages out to the the right people about what's happening to our native wildlife as well. Yeah, that's what you want, man. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I think that's about it as far as um, breeding side of things goes. Um, Dane, have you got any enclosure builds or anything like that on the cards at the moment? What's going on uh, on your end? Anything? Anything new? Anything interesting? Oh, uh, not a whole lot. I am looking to upgrade my diamond pythons to... Uh, I've currently got the female and the male separate. I'm wanting to put them in together. Yep. Uh, very soon, hopefully, just build a nice big enclosure for the both of them where they can both kind of just coexist, which I know they should be pretty much fine. They are basically the same size now. So um, no issues there. Uh, that's that's probably it. A month or two away though yep. i know however josh you've got something special coming up this sunday <laughs> you yes. might want to chat about yes of course well uh for those who don't know i've been very busy the last month or two cracking away on two different enclosures but the main one the one that i'm really excited about and the one that dane is alluding to there uh is my mini piece of alice springs so it's a 180 centimeter That's by 180 centimeter by 120 centimeter enclosure um it's had many different people work on it, um, so I will happily shout out those people as well in a minute. Um, but it is effectively my own piece of Alice Springs. Uh, it'll house three Centralian carpet pythons for the time being, and then once I can get them sexed and work out what my ratio is, it'll be a pair long term, um, because I don't want to overcrowd it or anything like that. And obviously they'll be carefully monitored to make sure that there's no issues with cohabitation or anything like that as well. Um, and they'll be split up during feeding times, all the usual sort of, you know, precautions that you have to take. Now, for that enclosure, as far as who's contributed, uh, Anthony Tanks by Congo built the enclosure. This is probably going back, I want to say, 12 months nearly now. Uh, and he was... Yeah, he was, Yeah, he was gracious enough to help with delivery as well. Uh, that <laughs> was an absolute bastard. Oh, that sucked. Because uh, for those <laughs> who have never been to my, in my house, uh, my backyard is very uneven. And trying to lug a massive tank that you can't carry has to be on, a, you know, on a trolley through very uneven ground was not fun. I think between myself, my dad, and Anthony, we all looked at each other afterwards and went, "We're not doing that again." <laughs> that was a pain in the ass. <laughs> Which is a good thing. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, so that was the the tank itself. Um, so obviously, it's a nice big malamine enclosure and that sort of thing. Um, now, as far as lights go, I'm running a LED strip. Uh, light that was just from Bunnings. It's got the the warm white and the normal white or something like that. You know, that that sort of thing. Um, I was fortunate enough to win a, a little giveaway thing that Chris Cupper did on his uh, Friday night live streams to Amazing Amazon. So I was able to purchase a four foot Arcadia T5 12% UVB lamp to go into the enclosure, um, and I've just got a, a standard halogen from Bunnings heat lamp. Then I will also have uh, a, what I suppose is like a humid hide slash lay box slash whatever they want to use it for that will have a heat pad underneath it 
Uh, that's coming on Saturday, which you will all see photos of this enclosure on Saturday. It'll be all over the social medias. Uh, I'll be sharing oh, yeah. it around. Um, now, as far as the other work that's been done on the enclosure, of course, I have to thank Dane for helping me with the uh, the old shack look. For those who have seen photos, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, and I have to thank Dane's lovely other half, uh, Izzy, for working on the painting job. Uh, although she may not be a painter, she's done a damn good job and a whole lot better than what I could have done. Um, Dane, what's her Instagram for us? Chuck that one out. Uh, so you can find her at Fure Tattoos. So that's F-I-O-R-E Tattoos on Instagram. Perfect. That's where all her art stuff is. And if you're after uh, the... She's still doing the drawings as well, Dane? Is that still going on? Um, yeah, yeah, of course, always. Yep, so if you're after commissions for incredible, like, I mean, incredible drawings. Uh, actually, I have one here. Give me a second. <laughs> and this one has kind of a backstory, actually. If he does show it. Just like that. Now, what's the backstory with this uh, this drawing, Joshua? Oh, so, the, let's go long story short with that one, because we could be here for hours. Um, basically, uh, a week or two before Dane and I were going to catch up, uh, in person after a, a long hiatus because of lockdowns and the like. Um, I had gotten swooped by a, a magpie that really messed up the back of my head um, yep. and knocked out my uh, headphones and all that sort of stuff, so I was a bit bit deflated. Uh, I, I I thought I was in a good run here. I, I was on my bike riding past. I was like, ah, oh, should be right. Like, I'm not a threatening person, right? You know, I was little bit shorter, less hairy at the time, you know, surely that's, you know, going to be okay. Right up, right up, right up, and then my headphone drops out, and I'm like, oh, that's weird, and I, it felt like someone had pelted a rock or something at the back of my uh, ear, and I went, oh, that hurt. I looked around, I didn't see anyone. I went, all right. So I sort of, I, no, it didn't hit it out clean the first time, it just nicked me, and I was like, oh, okay. So I kept going, and then it knocked it clean out, and kept going and going and going, I went, Ow, this is really starting to hurt. I need to stop. So I've quickly pulled off my bike, grabbed my headphone, collected myself, looked around. And I was like, okay, there's a mag, there's one all the way over there. I should be okay, right? There's no way that's coming down to get me. Lo and behold, there was one about two feet behind me that I didn't realize was there. And that thing just went me until I got off the bike and then walked. Um, so I walked home very defeated, looking like I'd been in a fight to, to tell my mum and dad that I'd just been messed up by a magpie so that was a very a good day for my self pride you know real good day for it and, and, you, and you got a <laughs> and you got a, a mention that you were that was also one of the species that was on your list to uh to keep in yes, the future <laughs> yes that was there was uh, Brandon, a, a it's off the list now <laughs> yeah no there was a moment in time where i did really want to own uh, a magpie or two and uh, that was part of that time and then since i've gone yeah nah it doesn't doesn't do it for me doesn't do it for me. And you learn. <laughs> exactly, and exactly. And of course, just to, just to rub it in that little bit extra, Izzy drew that for me. I think it was that that was for my birthday too, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eighteen. Yeah, yeah. So just to rub it in that little bit extra, I now have a, a, a lovely drawing of a, of a swooping magpie. Uh, but yes, if you're after <laughs> artsy fartsy stuff, all of that sort of thing, definitely go and check out Izzy's stuff. She's uh, very very talented at what she does. Um. So that was the, the, the painting side of things. Then we've got the absolutely phenomenal 
background work and custom mock rock work by Copperhead Customs. Uh, Damien is one of the best in the biz for it, particularly if you're down here in Vic. If you need backgrounds done, can't go past him. Uh, he's been very easy to deal with. He's awesome bloke. He's coming in on Saturday with my uh, hide box that I was talking about before, all ready to go as well. As I said, one of the best in the biz. Honestly, can't go past him. And I will be going back uh, for work, more work down the track for other enclosures as well. Just fantastic stuff. Um, and look, I've tried doing backgrounds before, as I've said on other podcasts and that. Doesn't end well for me. So what he's doing is just the bee's knees, honestly. It really does yeah, look he really like... Has- he's, he's really captured the, the rock work. Um, I've sent... I, was fortunate enough a few years ago to, to give you a bit of context. I want to say maybe three or four years ago, I went to Alice Springs um, and caught up with um, Danny Dreyers, who does Red Desert Reptiles, um, and you know did the touristy stuff around Alice Springs. So I took plenty of photos um, and went to the desert park and the reptile center and all that sort of thing, of course, as you do um, when you're in Alice Springs. So I took plenty of photos and sent them through to Damien, and he's really he's captured. That rock work is just fantastic. Like, honestly, I can't fault it. Um, it's oh, it's just it's perfect. Um, so that's that side of things. I'm trying to think what else is left in there. Um, I think the main thing left for now is substrate-wise. I've gone at the moment. I'm running with a bit of a mix from my uh, local nursery. I suppose is what you'd call it. Uh, if you're in down here in Vic, all green does a fantastic array of like ready orangey based things that you can use for substrates. Um, so like currently I've got packing sand, I've got some large Tuscan rocks, I think they're called, uh, some what I thought was red scoria that's not really red, um, and a few other bits and pieces, uh, which has worked really well. But I will also be adding to that uh, Ashhorn at uh, AK Custom Backgrounds. And other bits and pieces, I think, is what his thing is. Um, minus the bits and pieces. Um, Ash also does his own bioactive substrate mixes. Uh, he does an arid version, which is what I'll be uh, adding to my enclosure. He does uh, a couple other ones as well. Um, highly recommend having a chat to Ash about those. Um, he's got a whole rap sheet about them all and all that sort of thing. So I look forward to giving that a try. Um, as well and seeing how a couple of plants go. I don't have too much hope, not because of the products, but because of the keeper. I'm shocking with plants, I'm going to be honest here. Unless it's in a pit where it gets its own water, I'm terrible. Um, so I don't have much hope for the plants. But, I mean, if they dry out, they dry out. It still will look alright anyway, um, but we'll see what happens. So right, Bunnings always always stocked so you can get some more. That's it, that's it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's my, my main... Uh, tank build that we're doing so far and that's been I want to say every bit of 12 to 18 months worth of planning in the works there between the animals get actually acquiring the animals which I've had now for I want to say just under a year I think is when we yep. got all that stuff done um, between getting the animals having the idea in the first place um, of course when I was supposed to get the animals was just before all of the COVID mess happened um, so they were delayed, like, I reckon almost 12 months waiting for everything to calm down up. a bit. It was also, um, summer on top of that. Yeah. That can be shipped. Yeah, summer in Alice Springs is a bastard. 
that's way too hot. Um, so yeah, it was a, a, a quite a wait getting everything sorted. Um, so I'm really look, looking forward to having it all set up this weekend and putting it on show for people. It's my my zoo exhibit is what I like to say. And um, hopefully over the next couple of weeks I'll be able to sort out internet out there so you'll have me sitting in front of that and you can have something a little bit nicer to look at than just my background of my uh, desk and gaming room. <laughs> yeah, that would be so much nice. That's it, that's it. And then uh, yeah. on top of that, um, I've also started working on my uh, King's Kink enclosure, uh, outdoor enclosure, which will be 180 by 180 by 180, uh, fully enclosed, like an aviary style build, uh, and it will also have uh, a double door system. So it's, it's an attempt at bringing together what I've learned over the last couple of years on outdoor enclosures, um, and what works and what doesn't work, um, and get it going from there. So I'm really looking forward to having that set up over the next sort of month or so, um, and then having the the kinks kinks outside as well should be really really good. Yeah, it'll be quite interesting. You're building that one all yourself as well. So far, yeah. So far, yeah. I'm I'm getting there. Um, it's taken me a while. It's I sort of I sort of had to figure out what my priorities were with getting the the Central Australia Alice Springs tank done or the King's Kink outdoor enclosure. So I had to work out what I really wanted to get done first, so it's taken a bit of a back burner for the time being. But uh, with some help from cert a certain someone, I don't know who that could be, uh, we might get oh. that done at some point this summer. I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> it's on the list. That's it's it. Get That's done. it. That bloody list, I tell ya. It keeps growing <laughs> and changing. Yep. Always changing. Always changing. Um, what else is news, Dane? What else has been going on with you? Oh, not a whole lot reptile-wise, um, uh, aside from all the, the pit action and stuff. Um, oh, we've got a couple of trips coming up, hopefully. Yeah, we do. We do. Do you want to talk about those, or do we want to, do you want to save those for a future pod after we're done? I think we might save those for a future pod, but slightly hinting at it, uh, this will probably one of be one of Josh's first times going away since he's newly eighteen. Yeah, actually, it will be. <laughs> oh, it Is it going to be, be your, your first time going without your parents? Oh no, I've done school camps before. I suppose no, that's that for teachers. Count. School um, camps, bloody count. No, it will be. I think it will be my first time uh, out and about. First. On, yeah, without uh, focused. Yeah, that too. Although in saying that, most of our family trips tend to be animal focused because I make them that way. That's how I've gotten up the list of you know almost every rep, uh, wildlife park in Victoria that I've been to. Um, yeah, whether you fan like it or not, uh, reptiles are happening on any trip you go on. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Oh, they don't mind too much. They're happy that I'm doing something other than consuming a lot of this and other things that I'm not supposed to. So, I mean, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, you are right. Out, out, of, all the, out of all the things that you could be into, I suppose being into reptiles is probably not a bad one. Yeah. Although cost-wise, it's probably much the same. <laughs> As is anything, though. <laughs> That's it. Ugh. That's it. Um, yeah. What else? What else? What else? Oh, we did do... I don't know if we've spoken about the herp trips that we did before Christmas, mate. Where did we go? We went. Oh, that, that, the, yeah, go on. Ah. Yeah, so we did. To, uh, do I 
We'll, we'll be Do I say ge- the names? We'll be, we'll be general. We went um, about a half hour away from where we, we live. which we, So we live in the western suburbs of Melbourne. Um, so yep. we went about, what, maybe half hour northwest and hit up a few different spots in our local area. Um, what sort of things did we find on that day, Dane? Can you remember? Well, uh, I remember a lot of frogs. Yep. Which yep. we heard a lot of frogs. We saw quite a lot of frogs. Yes, yes. Uh, when I mean seeing, we, we actually had to lift up rocks and, and different wood to see them. It wasn't quite the weather for them to be out. Um, we saw a couple... Um, oh. <laughs> oh, are we still okay? Yeah, you're all good. You just Your camera stuffed up for a second there, but otherwise you're all good. Yeah, sorry, I just got a phone call. Um, I had to deny it. Uh, so yeah, we, we got saw... we got frogs. We got plenty of striped skinks as we always do everywhere down here. Um, That's the one. We saw one Which of my. Which I actually haven't seen. Really? Yeah, I've never seen them before. Only prior at one of the locations we went to. Yeah. And right. Okay. Prior. I didn't even know they existed down here. To be honest. Oh yeah, the the spots that I normally go, you you can't not see them. Honestly. We uh, did see. Everywhere. Or a blue tongue? Yeah, we did. Yes, we did. So, yep. I saw the tail of a brown. Uh, yep, that was we, that we was very, very, very head. close to my feet. Um, I, yeah. I quickly got the Josh don't move, um, not knowing where the snake had gone. So that was fun. Um, what else did we see on that day? I think it was most of it, wasn't it? And then we got the uh, my personal favourite uh, bird species. We got a yellow-tailed black cockatoo. There was... Four or five of them, I think, or maybe even ten of them at the spot that we went to. Um, and that was really awesome. That was a, a good way to finish off the day um, in that spot there as well. Yeah, man. That's exactly right. You can't complain. Look, but, I'm not I'm not a birdo yet, but you can't complain with a good old yellow-tailed black cockatoo, can you? Yeah, exactly. I mean... Some of the spots where we went, we probably went into the wrong sections of those spots where it perhaps is a little mm. too wet for reptiles. Uh, more focus on the drier areas next time, I think. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you, you learn That's as it. you go That's places. So. Yeah, and I think yeah. I've sort of still wrapping my head around, I need to stop thinking like I think like a reptile, but just think like the reptile. So what I mean by that is I keep doing this thing where I go out in the middle of the day thinking, yeah, it's hot. They should be out, right? Reptiles and heat, that makes sense. But no, yeah. realistically speaking, if you're going herping, it's morning or it's night. There's generally not much in between. Yep. Of course, that's, that's a, a generalization, but generally speaking, that's how it works. So I'm still wrapping my head around that and you know, reteaching my brain how to herp properly instead of what I've done the last couple of years. Which is probably why I haven't been too successful with a lot of things, to be honest. Yeah, well, it's 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 a learning curve. That's like, it. Necessarily, we haven't been out a whole lot mm. to be able to have those experiences as to what works, what doesn't, what weather conditions, what's going to be out, what's not going to be out. Yeah, it's I reckon. More just you'd have flip. a yeah, go on. Yeah, just um, the more of what I've done is just when it's cold, flip rocks, hope to find something. Mm. Not necessarily go out and. Be in the right weather. Yeah. 
yeah, I yeah. reckon you'd have a decent bit of luck talking, you know, in a couple months' time when we get some warm, wintry days. That's probably where you'd have a decent bit of luck. And then I would guess from the limited experience that I've had, probably as you get closer and closer to summer, as it starts warming up again, is where you'd have things being most active. Um, yeah. At the moment, it's probably not too bad outside of the heat of the day. But in that heat of the day, you're not seeing anything. No, no way. But uh, yeah, so we've done it. We've done a bit of herping. We're going to do a bit more. Uh, very excited about that. Looking forward to those trips and hopefully seeing some stuff that we don't get down here uh, where we are. So that should be very exciting. Um, now, of course, we do have to talk about um, the the whole expo situations at the moment. Now, of course, for those that aren't in Australia. Uh, COVID is looking like it's threatening us once again with cancellations of different things. Um, so yeah. the Sydney or Castle Hill Reptile Expo has been cancelled and the Victorian Reptile Expo has been cancelled as well. Um, the Penrith Expo, as far as we know, is still going ahead, although unfortunately, although Dane and I had anticipated on going, uh, we've decided that for our own health and safety it's probably not a good idea. Um, so we'll no. be doing a herp trip instead. So still be reptile-related, yep. just not the same reptile-related stuff. Um, it actually works out well because uh, I don't have to drive as far. <laughs> that's it. That's it. Yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, I am halfway through or almost at the end of getting my uh, license sorted for drive or my P's for driving purposes. Um, so that should be happening fairly soon, hopefully. Uh, but... Um, yeah, otherwise we would have had some dramas uh, if we were going into going to Sydney, because uh, Dane doesn't particularly like driving for a very very long distance, which is fair enough too. I would hate to do that whole drive, so that makes sense. It's not that I don't like it; it's just that I my body can't handle it. I'll just get too tired. <laughs> That's it. That's it. But uh, yeah, <laughs> so unfortunately, as we said, some of the expos have been cancelled. Um, there's. I've heard rumours that Illawarra should be happening in a couple months, so that's one of the Sydney ones, or New South Wales. Sorry, not Sydney, New South Wales ones. Um, otherwise, I think that's about it. Maybe Central Coast, I haven't heard anything about the Central Coast one. Again, New South Wales. Uh, everywhere else, I haven't heard of any other expos or anything like that. Um, so it'll be a, a quiet next couple of months, potentially, on the expo front. Fortunately for me, at least, I didn't really bank on it, knowing that you know the world is still in and out of whatever this mess is. So pretty much everything that I needed to sell, I have already sold. Um, so that's always a good a good thing. Um, and I'm sure, Dane, with what you're breeding, you're not going to have any dramas with selling things too. Yeah, hopefully not. I mean, I like to not loiter on things too long because I'll end up peeking it. <laughs> so born, make sure it's eating, make sure it's all good. And then Give a little bit of a warranty on the animal, they can go. See you later. Happy you days. Know, pretty That's much. It. That's the way to do it, I reckon. It's easier on all fronts. Exactly, man. So, yeah. Everything's pretty smooth sailing at the minute. That's it. That's it. Um, otherwise, I think that's that's about it. What else is going on? Oh, for me, at, uh, at, at my uh, work, we've got a bit going on at the moment. Uh, so for those that don't know, I work at the school that I just graduated from, uh, doing all their animal husbandry side of things. I, I like to explain it as I'm a zookeeper for a school. It's the easiest way to explain it. People know what a zookeeper does. Um, so at the moment we've got uh, two lo rainbow lorikeet eggs that are being sat on by their mum, 
Hopefully that goes somewhere. I'd be rather excited for that. Their mum's getting awfully temperamental, so I'm a little bit terrified. <laughs> because it's one of the one of the first cages, so you have to walk through that one to get into the other two. Uh, so that's going to be fun. I had to put on a set of gloves today because she kept biting my uh, fingers, and I don't know if people have had rainbow lorikeet bites. I've had more than my fair share working at pet shops as well, and that sucks. Especially when they hold on and they pinch. Ugh, the bastards. You hate to see it. Um, otherwise, we've got a couple of coastal carpets on uh, on eggs as well. So hopefully we'll see what happens there. I've got a feeling those baby carpets, if they do hatch, will be coming here to be raised up to a point where we can then move them on from there. But we'll see what happens. Um, otherwise, I think that's about it as far as news from us. Um, if anybody has any questions or anything like that, feel free to ask them. Otherwise, uh, for those who want to get in contact with either of us, uh, you can find me at Josh's Aussie Reptiles on all your social media platforms and all that fun stuff. And you can find Dane at Blue Horizon Reptiles as well. Uh, we'll both have a few more things to move on probably over the next, what, month or two, hopefully. Um, yep. So yep. keep an eye out on the, the social media side of things or Reptile Classifieds for that sort of stuff. Um, Otherwise, we hope you've enjoyed this impromptu live stream thing. Um, if you do want to see more of those, feel free to let us know. Obviously, as we said, this is our first time really giving it a crack since um, I used to do these. So the let's let's do a little bit of a story time, shall we? While we're while we're closing up. Um, so for those that don't know, the throwback episodes that some of you may have listened to over the last couple of months were re-recorded episodes that I used to do Facebook live streams through. Um, where I interviewed different reptile-related people. Um, so I'm no stranger to the live stream side of things, just it's a little bit more technical than what it used to be. Uh, there's a few more extra apps and things like that going on than what there used to be when I first did it. Um, but otherwise, the, I do really enjoy the live streaming side of things. Hopefully we can add this to a semi-regular basis uh, to have a bit of interaction with those who enjoy listening to us ramble on. Um, I, I really like the fact that you can have you know a bit of interaction with the peoples, I suppose. Um, and also, we will hopefully be starting to work out uh, some interviews potentially at some point over the next year as well, uh, once I can sort out how I'm going to do those with all of the apps and the bits and pieces and all that fun stuff. Uh, but we'll get that sorted eventually, and then we'll go from there. But uh, I think that'll just about do us for tonight. So I ho as I said, I hope you've enjoyed. Dane, any last words out to the people? I think everyone's going to be all right. Just all right. Uh, tune into our social medias. Uh, typically, we'll post any babies we have for sale. Uh, I, I more commonly use Gumtree just because of Facebook's a bit weird sometimes mm. about sales posts. Yes, uh, you've got to be a bit clever with how you word them. Yeah, that's it. Uh, but, yeah, just stay tuned, see what happens. That's it, that's it. That's it, that's all for me. Yep, fair enough. Alrighty, guys, we'll uh, see you on the next one. Hopefully you've enjoyed, uh, and we'll chat to you.